Hello friends, how's it going? Welcome to the latest in an occasional series of bonus episodes of the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. No fuss, no fanfare, just a quick chat between me and a friend every now and again when the situation arises. That noise you can hear in the background is my dog rolling around at my feet, so apologies for that. And apologies for the cold, which is still here anyway, I'll crack on. So for this one, I was really glad to speak to surfer Noah Lane while I was over in Strand Hill the other week. Noah's a friend of mine who lives just up the coast in Bundoran, and I'd been aware of him for a while thanks to the fact that we've got a lot of mutual friends in common, thanks to our connections with Finisterre, but we only met for the first time in October 2017 when I interviewed him and fellow Finisterre surfer Sandy Kerr at a live event at the Finisterre store in Covent Garden. Now that thing went really well, pretty good laugh, and me and Noah stayed in touch over the last year or so and uh, yeah we agreed to meet up when I was in Strandil so we did and this great little chat was the result. Now like all of these talented creative and massively humble lads that seem to be connected with the west coast of Ireland surf scene Noah has many strings to his bow. He's one of the guys behind the beautiful surf periodical Backwash which is something I really employ you to check out but he's best known for being, to put it bluntly, an absolute charger. He will definitely be cringing at that description. Who's been making a name for himself over the last few winters over at that select handful of waves that went firing put Ireland on a par with the world's other premier big wave spots. Mullamore, Eileen's, Riley's and all the rest. And for me, this is the essence of why Noah's story is so interesting, really. Because the lad was brought up in Queensland. You know, you'd, you'd expect him to follow the path of other Aussie surfers his age. But instead, Noah chose to, to do something different. And it's that that I really wanted to chat to him about in this little bonus one. So chat about it, we did. And above all, this is a really fast, fascinating insight into the psychology of surfing big cold waves like Noah does. Because as he readily admits, it's scary. And it's really insightful hearing how he's gradually got himself used to confronting the fear that comes from trying to take on these waves. And there was another reason I wanted to bang this one out as a bonus, which was to coincide with the premiere of Noah's next project, which is a film he's made with Dan Crockett, Harrison Roach and Andrew Canada, I believe is how you pronounce it. If I'm wrong, I'm very sorry. That's called Beyond the Noise. This is premiering at the 2018 London Surf Film Festival, which as I record is in two days. I'm going to be going to the premiere of that. And yeah, it should be on release after that. So make sure you check that one out after listening to this because that is a heavyweight creative crew involved in that one. Now, the final thing to say, if you've listened to my last episode with Shambles, You'll know I travelled to Ireland with my insanely talented photographer friend Owen Tozer, who I am endlessly bigging up on this podcast. I've put a gallery up of some of Owen's brilliant shots of Noah over at my We Look Sideways Instagram. So make sure you check that one out while listening to this. All right, that's enough from me and Peg the dog, who is still growling away in the background. Big, big thanks for Noah for squeezing this one in. So here it is, my chat with Noah Lane. Enjoy. So you're just listening to what he's got to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did it here as well, and it was nice with the the scene in the background. It's nice to have a bit of background noise doing it, I think. Oh. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah? Great. Nice, man. Thanks for coming over. No worries. How's that knee going then? Um, Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's just a a long process, but um, it's slowly getting better. A little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you've had, what, nearly six months out? Yeah, and uh, so I did it 13th of April, 
I'm not, not great. Can't, not that you can't. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a not not normally great with dates, but I remember it was a Black Friday, and I was kind of like not superstitious, but I was like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, there's something in that. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Yeah. And what did you do? So you were at Eileen's. Yeah. So um, I was at Eileen's, and I I probably. I probably caught the best wave I've ever caught out there, right? Um, which is, you know, which is nothing compared to what everyone else does. But for me, it was a, a big deal because I've, I've been out there so many times and struggled, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, and then and then the next wave, I just I just got kind of slammed and right came up. With what a, happened? With a bad knee. Um, uh, so the wave just yeah, the wave kind of landed on my back, right? And um, you got just, pushed down. Yeah, kind of my front foot stayed connected with my board, and I sort of compressed and twisted and all my weight and the weight of a wave went into my ah, front right. knee. So. Front knee. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like impact twist. There you go. Dodgy ligaments right there. Yeah. I kind of felt it at the time just straight away sort of go hot and yeah. It was right. So you knew straight away. I, yeah. I remember actually thinking straight away, oh, like I've, I've never really injured myself that badly before, but I remember at the time I was like, oh, I reckon that's six months at least. Really, away. when you did it, mm-hmm. right. Oh, and and, and obviously you, you're still out. So how was it getting in? All right. Or what did yeah, what, um, you do? It's, uh, it's been kind of steadily progressing and getting better. And then, uh, but the other day I, I went for, a, I guess, a bit of a hike and fell over in a bog in North Donegal and <laughs> right. twisted it. And Nice uh, Irish injury. Yeah. Nice Irish, Irish rehab injury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what, how did you, when you did it, were you, did you get picked out? Like did the boys get you out with the sleds? Like, cause obviously you don't want to go up that track with a fucked yeah. lig- knee ligaments. Yeah. Um, so I was really fortunate that the, a couple of the guys from the Irish Toe Surf Association were out there. Right. They, they were kind of, um, covering a few other people in the water, but they always kind of look out for everyone. And, and um, thankfully, they were they were just about to leave, and I, I managed to kind of wave them over, and they right. they gave me a lift in, and then okay, um, off to the hospital. So you didn't have to hobble up the cliff track. No, it would have been it would have been a really horrible hour or two up that up that cliff path. Yeah, so, sketchy yeah. enough with both yeah. legs in it, I think. Yeah. Right. So six months out. How's that been? All right. You sound like we had a chat earlier. You sound like you're quite sort of philosophical about the whole thing, really. Kind of like try <laughs> to try to be positive and. Yeah. Know. Exactly. I just kind of, um, I kind of think like you know, it's there's nothing I can do about it now. So yeah. Of course, I I have moments like anyone else where I'm kind of down in the dumps, but I'm not. You know, it's only surfing, and it's just you know my knee, my legs not going to fall off. So yeah, it's just it, a bit of time, isn't it? It's just time. Yeah. Exactly. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, get it, get it sorted. So have you had a lot, a lot of rehab, physio, all that? I have. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've tried to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been been in the in the gym kind of consistently for the first time in my life. I was going to say, right? How's that, gym guy? Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird environment, yeah. isn't it? The, yeah. The gym. I, I I've ended up in the gym over the last few years. Same thing, like you know, training for things or like injuries or whatever, and it's definitely. Yeah definitely a weird vibe if you, it's, you come from our little world isn't yeah it? yeah it's um i don't know surfing's pretty like it's kind of pretty anti you know anti-establishment or, An- or anti, anti-gym yeah anti-gym <laughs> anti anti kind of professionalism and yeah in a way maybe not so much now but um so traditionally yeah, yeah to be in be in the gym and there's people working out for for football reasons or yeah to be in there to try and get back to going surfing feels a bit weird yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah but you gotta do it 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've been on the the mat. You were saying the surfing mat thing. So tell me about yeah. that because I don't know a lot about that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I'm really new to it, so I'm probably not the the best person to explain it. But um, it's just like a, it's kind of like a cross between a lilo and a bodyboard. Right. I guess that's what I thought. <laughs> Someone out there would probably cringe at me saying that, but right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, most I th- imagine most people would be like me, not really, not really that familiar with it. So, was that something that you decided to have a go because you obviously can't stand up? So you just thought, well, I'll, like in the summer, just get in the water and. Um, yeah, um, actually, my, I I kind of messed around with it a few times when I was younger, but um, but once you're restricted to that, then you kind of yeah paid a bit more attention. But um, yeah, but my friend Dan um, lent me one, and. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's kind of learning again and right. it's just, it's really interesting and there's, there's loads of little kind of idiosyncrasies that you, you figure out and it, it's just, I mean, it's meant that I can get in the water again yeah. while I can't really stand up and it's, and it's also yeah, quite exciting. and Right, new yeah. perspective on yeah. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, um, what was he called, the lad that lives on there, remind me? Ian. Ian. Yeah, because yeah. he was explaining mm. it to me the other night and uh, really like kind of encouraging me to try it you know he's really like you've got to give it a go you've got to give yeah. it a go it's so fun like you know it's like a real thinking kind of way of riding a wave is it maybe. in what way um well maybe it's just because i'm new to it and i'm kind of learning but i've right I, I, you know because surfing kind of comes intuitively now it's like riding a wave on something new i have to really think about what i'm doing or it yeah. doesn't work <laughs> i kind of find that with if i go skiing like because i grew up snowboarding and I'm so used to be being able to go where I want to go. Like, I don't even think about yeah. where I want to go. Like, I know I can go anywhere I want to go on the mountain. And, like, I can th- obviously look at the mountain in a certain way, look at terrain in a certain way, just like you're saying from the experience. And it's exactly the same thing. I mean, I'm an absolutely rubbish skier. But if I go skiing, <laughs> that's one of the things that's really enjoyable about it. you got to, like, it's like looking at it as a beginner again, isn't it, basically? You know, yeah, You have exactly. to, like, look at the, the decisions that you make, think about them much more clearly and carefully kind of gives you a new new reset on it doesn't it yeah good. just just kind of exciting again i guess yeah good thing to do when you're injured yeah so when yeah. so what are you are you going to be able to surf this winter because obviously we're in like end of september we've had a you know guess the first little swell of the season and um you know, yeah so. i sure hope so um i yeah i think so i mean i kind of gave myself like you know, I was like, okay, 31st of August, I'm gonna ride away, if you know. Right, and gave yourself a deadline. I kinda, well, I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I've, I've been sort of ambling along for long enough and I need to, you know, I'll get really serious. Like, I'm gonna ride away then. And then that kind of came and went and yeah, I, I tried to ride away and it didn't really work. And then- Right, so you um, tried surfing? I've, I've been out on a longboard a couple of times. Right, but it didn't feel right. It didn't really feel, yeah, it didn't feel quite right. But So now it's just, yeah, back to, just waiting until it feels right yeah have you got a time frame on it or are they just a bit like you'll know when you know yeah it's kind of yeah a little bit i'll know when i know yeah maybe maybe another month hopefully yeah that'd be so have that'd you be reasonable have you been filling your days then um i have been doing a lot of house chores i guess yeah <laughs> Admin. Clean. The, the kitchen's yeah. never been so clean <laughs> the kitchen's been clean the wood's getting stacked with yeah dishes and clothes are getting washed and yeah i um yeah i mean it's kind of the the busy season for for work in in the seasonal towns kind of over now so yeah because like you're in bundoran obviously and, yeah. you, and you work in the summer like do you yeah. what do you work for a surf school yeah i work in a surf school yeah so it's 
um, it's kind of a it's called Bundoran Surf Company it's like a surf hostel surf school surf shop and yeah. mostly what I do is like admin job you know, yeah yeah answering emails and sure so it's you know and what about um, backwash because you're really involved in that aren't you with is it you is it you dan crockett yeah it's um and matt smith's involved isn't he is that right yeah yeah and yeah. uh james bowden and um chris mclean yeah to tell me about that so you've done what three issues is it am i right yeah okay yeah. and are they are they annual yeah. You do one a year kind of thing. Yeah. We try to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just call it an annual. It was, like, yeah, yeah, we do annual. one a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started out going, yeah, it'll be every, every you know, six months. And then it's like, oh, it'll be every, you know, annually. And now it's the last one. Since the last one, it's probably been close to a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. And what was the... Because it's a pretty, like, against the grain thing to do these days, obviously, start a print magazine. I mean, my background's print magazines and... Okay. like the thought of starting a print magazine these days especially the kind of thing that you guys have done which is like really particular you know if you had a really clear idea what you wanted to do and mm. kind of I'm, I'm a bit like oh god that's, that's like well it's not really that it's just <laughs> like yeah, I'm, I, it's admirable because it's like it's quite a pure thing it's quite a you know it's you're not doing it for commercial reasons let's put it that way you know you're no. not you're not you're not thinking like yeah, we should do that because those people are going to buy it. You're doing it because you're passionate about something that you want to put out, right? So was that was that kind of the idea behind it in the first place? Um, yeah, it was kind of... I mean, we definitely didn't start it to try and make money, that's for sure. Um, but Yeah, you just would have soon <laughs> been disabused of that <laughs> notion if you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just... <clears throat> it was just kind of um, to kind of offer our perspective i guess you right know, every, each of us we all have a different idea of what surfing is and we just kind of thought it'd be nice to to kind of show it in the way that we sort of saw it and um, yeah yeah maybe um maybe some people out there would kind of enjoy that and and yeah and you do and you do the theme like issues by destination don't you so you yeah. did japan uk yeah. what was the yeah. third one um the first one was island yeah okay yeah. so right. we started here and what was the idea behind that? Just to sort of give a good focus, like really get in depth on a particular sort of part of surfing culture, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of the idea was that they'd be kind of almost like roadmaps in a way of these interesting stories that maybe that hopefully would st stand the test of time, I guess. And yeah, you could pick it up in 10 years and it wouldn't matter that it was, you know, 10 years old, it'd still be interesting, so. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. infinite stories, aren't there? I mean, coming to Strand Hill for this little trip that I've been doing, even just here, there's like so many different people, so many stories. Yeah. And that's one, one of the things I really liked about those issues. Like you've got a lot of different people involved, haven't you? Like in each issue, like telling their own particular little story. Yeah. Like there's artists, there's photographers, there's trips. There's it's like, you know, you're able to go quite in depth on it, aren't you? which is which again is quite rare you know in surf media these days i think yeah yeah i mean for me too it's um i'm like all the other guys that, that i'm involved with like chris and and dan matt james and you know the other guys that started with us as well um they're all really skilled at what they do so for me it's it's been a really great learning curve because you know i i, I can't really I can't really say that I'm, you know, I'm a photographer or, or if I say that I, I write I was, or that I do anything, I kind of always feel like a little bit like an imposter. So, um, yeah. so for me, it's just kind of been nice just 
strengthening like the friendships I have with those guys and then learning a bit from from what they're um, from what they're really good at yeah so. but you write don't you you write for the magazine and, and you write for some Bits other pieces yeah you write for some you've had stuff in other mags haven't you as well and like but yeah every now and then yeah, yeah. you enjoy yeah. that um yeah of course yeah yeah I yeah sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't say I'm I do yeah yeah, yeah. too too self-deprecating well yeah yeah whether I'm yeah, exactly. Like I do enjoy it. Whether I'm any good at it, it's kind of the jury's out on that. But um, but I I kind of enjoy that. I enjoy the challenge of of words and trying to to depict you know what I see and what what it feels like to me in in kind of in words, I guess. Yeah, because you do a lot of trip stories, don't you? Because you're obviously on the road quite a lot when you fit yeah. with surfing and. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of how I got into. What I did as well, like doing trips and writing about it, like going away with a photographer, and yeah. you know, d- it definitely means when you go on those trips, you end up having to look at it in a certain way, don't you? You have to try and like be as observant as possible, like yeah, it's kind not of let it just sort of pass you by as as it's happening. Which is one of the things I really enjoyed about it, yeah. personally. You know, yeah, it's kind of um, it's a good way of recording your memories as well, and, and like I just find in this in this day and age like as i get older too i i just i just forget stuff you know so so it's a nice way to to look back on a trip and and really kind of yeah have that have that kind of solid memory of it and and you know if i've written things down about it and then i yeah i just kind of have something nice to look back on yeah we're having our brains rewired aren't we so you can't remember anything (laughs) unless it's on your phone or yeah exactly that's what if you you know if you don't have a photo of it on on your instagram account like it's you know did it really feel hap- like did it really did happen? did it really yeah. happen yeah. yeah it's like the new if a tree falls in a forest sort of thing isn't it yeah you know if it d- didn't go on instagram did it actually happen that's like yeah I, I um i've been reading a few like george orwell novels and i read 1984 a while ago and it was like it's like man this is really profound and <laughs> scary pretty <laughs> pretty prescient like yeah. uh, Brave New World as well St- certainly stands up to the yeah. new era yeah gets more relevant with every generation I think yeah definitely yeah so what was it that brought you here in the first place because obviously you're from Queensland right are you from Queensland alright yeah 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 um, I grew you, up in Rainbow Beach yeah so presumably you had the classic sort of Aussie Grom sort of upbringing with surfing did you yeah I guess um, yeah, there was nothing particularly interesting about it um, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I had my my dad surfed. Um, right, is that how you got into it? Yeah, mum surfs, surfs as well. She kind of came to it a bit later, but she, right. she also surfs. And we just, um, we grew up by the sea. and Right. Yeah. So what, where, I don't know that. So where are you near up there? Um, so Rainbow Beach is just an hour north of Noosa Heads. Okay, roughly. right. So, so you have some pretty, pretty nice waves to, to grow up with. Yeah, it's sort of the it's like the top end of where where kind of there's breaking surf in in Queensland, I guess, before you get to the, the Great Barrier Reef. So, right. Yeah. Um. So you were just into it from when you were a little kid, like you just. Oh. Yeah, we kind of we lived in a, we lived sort of, um, in an inlet town, I guess, Harvey Bay, until I was about eight or nine, and then we moved to Rainbow Beach, and that's, that's when we really kind of, were going to the beach every weekend and every few days. And, yeah. Right. And did you did you sort of quite early on think this is what I want to do, you know, like I, I want to try and pursue this? Um, not really. No. no, I just it's just been part of my life since I can remember. So right, it's kind of whether it's 
you know, I never really thought that that would be something I'd, you know, well, I guess in, in one way or another, it's always been the way I've made money, whether it's been, you know, working in a surf shop or, but actually through surfing directly, like I never really thought I would, I would make a living, but I, yeah, I definitely aspired to that when I was young. I kind of definitely looked up to like professional surfers and yeah, thought that's what I wanted to do. But yeah, but I guess the way you surf in life has turned out like living up here. Yeah. Surfing, you know, pretty chilly waves is, is quite different from, I imagine what you perhaps thought you were going to be doing when you were a kid right yeah yeah I guess like I mean when I was younger I would have I would have looked up to guys like Mark Ocalupo and yeah was that was that the kind of the path that you were thinking you know like you when you were a kid you're like those those are the role models like kind of you know competitions because that's obviously a big part of Aussie surf culture isn't it when you're a kid like you know yeah do, do the surf comps and that was yeah that was kind of that was what I, that's what I really wanted to, to be and wanted to do. But I, I, I don't know if I ever really believed I, I kind of could, but I, right. I, um, I definitely like looked up to that, those, those guys as role models and, you know, and I, and I did competitions and I tried my butt off and. Right. You know, did you do the often. WQS? Um, I, I did bits and pieces of it. Right. I did kind of the, like when I was, when I was younger, there was like a real kind of, um, a, f- a fairly structured and what's the word like a path that you yeah, could there follow was a, there was a really structured path you yeah. follow to like eventually making it to the world tour so it sure. was like doing these grom contests that were sort of 16 and under and then you do the pro junior series which was kind of when I was doing it 21 and under right and then you'd go on to the WQS and then try yeah. and qualify for the um, for the big league but the like when I was younger, the the pro junior series was like highly highly competitive. I was about to Australia say, I mean, area. the age you are, you must have had a lot of like. I'm pushing on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not as old as me, so don't worry about it. But you yeah. know, what I mean, like the generation of of surfers that I'm, I'm guessing were around when you were when you were a grom, like in like that you're talking about. The, you know, it must have been competitive. Must have been like a lot of good guys around, right? It was, yeah. It was. Um, I'd like, yeah, I definitely wasn't in the mix for them, but I was definitely like, you know, it was like Julian Wilson and Owen Wright and yeah. slightly older than, than those guys as like Wade Goodall and Lee Sadley and like these, like, I mean, some of them are like gone on to amazing things and some of them are, you know, they all still surf really well, but it was just sure. like crazy competitive and yeah. And yeah, it was like the, the kind of pinnacle of, of surfing in that kind of age bracket. And yeah. Jordy Smith and guys like that would come over and lose like in the semi-finals and wouldn't even you know they wouldn't even place and it was like it was like really really you know serious kind of stuff so right did you yeah. enjoy it um yeah I did yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah I mean I, I didn't like losing but I was I lost a lot so I was kind of used to it <laughs> yeah 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 but you but you liked that culture that that kind of when you were growing up it's yeah it's kind of um yeah, I mean, I enjoyed competing. It's yeah, kind of, it's it's nice when you you feel like you're surfing your best and you're being judged for it, and someone's validating that by giving you a good score. And yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so when did you start to kind of think there might be a you know a change of plan? You know what I mean? What came next? Because I'm you know to obviously I'm trying to sort of plot how you got here really. You know oh, yeah, I mean? okay, yeah. Like, so, what yeah. what what did you do? Start traveling? Um, yeah, I, I kind of started traveling a bit more, and um, I mean, I always traveled for surfing contests, but um, but I just 
I sort of had a had a plan to to come to Europe um, with my at the time girlfriend, and we we came over for a couple of years, and um, and then we went our separate ways, and I, you know, I just happened to like, um, yeah, I came here and met met a bunch of people that I really liked, and you came to the um, to the northwest to basically. to Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. when was that? That was in 2013. Okay, and was that yeah. part of the plan? You thought oh, I'm going to go and check that out because you've seen the waves and. Um, not really. I, the first time I came was for um, for there's like a little festival in Bondurin called Sea Sessions. Yeah. And I came over for that. Um, they have like a, a small kind of surfing competition on the side. And so I came over for that and then and then met all these people and had a great time. And then but at the time I was living in Cornwall. Right. I, okay. I kinda, Whereabouts? Where, where were you in Cornwall? Uh, I was in... It's kind of between St. Agnes and Porth Town. Ah, right. So is that how you know... Is that where you first would have met like Matt Smith and and all that, or did you meet them over here? Actually, I met the first time I met Matt was well, I did once meet him in St Ives, right. but I but I really met him for the first time in Scotland. Okay, right. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. right. So it wasn't like okay, you met those guys and you came over here. It was also yeah. part of the same period, as it were. Kind of, yeah. It was sort of, yeah, just a snowball effect, I guess. Yeah, and then you so you were like came over to the festival for this festival up in Bundoran and what never left that was that or, or was it like you kind of uh, saw it's it it's kind of I, yeah i went back to cornwall i was living there and had a had a summer you know just just being a mid teen a mid sorry mid teen mid 20 year old and yeah um, one of my best friends from australia came over at that time and we kind of yeah. and we kind of went off on a you know european tour i guess yeah well that's what that's what you lot do in it what you do yeah there's <laughs> loads of like it's kind of like almost a rite of passage in australia you go to europe and yeah. do a year or two and do yeah some yeah work and then yeah it's a proper back, thing so. in it actually like yeah. i've got so many mates who've done that and then never left you yeah know? yeah and there's a proper circuit in there that you do kind yeah. of thing so yeah. what, what's that is that just like when you're growing up that's just what you do like like a bit like interrailing in europe or or like doing seasons or whatever it's just yeah. let's go to europe get that out of our system yeah i guess it's just um it's so exotic from australia because you're so you're quite isolated there as far as different cultures and you know like bali's like the the kind of first stepping stone for most people as an overseas destination and it's it's a long way away and then it's still you know mostly australian so yeah so to come to europe is like yeah it's quite a i don't know it's quite a like a a big kind of a big deal but yeah and it's not cheap let's not forget either no. to get over so when you're a kid or a bit younger or whatever it's yeah. like yeah it's a big thing to sort of save for in it and, and, yeah. and kind of make happen yeah so where did you go on that trip um where did we go we kind of went like around around the uk it was mostly like you know surfing is kind of the the catalyst that would make us go to places yeah it's my friend jack at the time and we went to we went all around the uk and then we went to morocco and did the classics yeah yeah a bit of france and went to the alps in switzerland for a while and oh yeah did you go snowboarding yep oh yep. did you yeah right yeah in um in morjan like on the edge of the port de soleil yeah yeah. Region. yeah yeah right and then you ended up back over in the uk yeah back in the uk and then it kind of during that time I was coming and going here for short surf trips and then i right i um yeah, I ended up staying. Right. I kind of had met Tara beforehand and, and she's kind of, you know, she's one of the main reasons I'm here. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. So you've been here about five years. Just, yeah, just about five years. Yeah. Yeah. And was this kind of hand in hand with um, 
getting I mean you're kind of sponsored by Finisterre aren't you let's say but was that sort yeah. of thing happening at the same time like you were starting to get that relationship going and, and, and do more sort of you know work stuff if you like surfing yeah. in, big, in that big way inverted commas. big inverted <laughs> commas being, being yeah. signalled yeah um, yeah it was um, it was yeah around the same time like the, f- the very first time I I, I kind of well I'd been living sort of around St Agnes so I knew you knew that there and I'd, yeah. I'd kind of like you know I'd kind of met Tom a few times and just very briefly in passing but then um yeah i just the very first time i kind of really met the crew was for the uh edges of sanity film yeah okay scotland and yeah um so it was with chris mclean when and yeah and guess with ernie back then with ernie and yeah yeah exactly it was through ernie and and with tom and dave and yeah so yeah sorry i'm just starting to shiver a bit <laughs> <laughs> you surviving yeah yeah getting that yeah yeah no we, we sat on the balcony it's definitely colder than the last one that i did out here yeah um well maybe we can go then if you want no it's right yeah it's yeah fine. you sure yeah, yeah i should be used to it by now yeah right <laughs> yeah um so how's it been because you've basically spent the last yeah like five years and kind of exploring the waves on there right um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, been trying. Yeah. yeah, and how's that? So how's it been? I mean, there's a lot to learn, right? There's a lot of, a lot of places around here. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like, like what I was saying about you know surfing the map before. It's just like, it's kind of been like a, a learning experience again, and just you know, I've never really surfed a, a slab before, and right, the coast is so different here. So there's and there's so many the variables are so much more extreme. So it's kind of yeah just been learning that and yeah trying to apply that so yeah so where do you, where have you in, where do you enjoy surfing here uh not I that i'm asking you to name <laughs> anywhere, obviously but like um like around my ha- i live just outside bundoran so yeah i mean i feel i feel fairly at home there and i've kind of um definitely become settled there so yeah the peak in Bandoran is kind of pretty world class and it's not you know it's no secret and yeah and yeah then, and then Mulligmore as well is kind of it's, you know it terrifies me but it's also like yeah again it's the same kind of like learning experience and I've yeah I really enjoyed trying to get your head around that get my head around it yeah yeah and how is that how's that going <laughs> it looks fairly intimidating <laughs> that wave yeah I don't know I think yeah I think I'm definitely sca- more scared of um aliens but maybe because it's a right but right um, but yeah it's again it's the same as um learning to surf slabs like i'd never really surfed a, a, a big wave before so um yeah it was kind of just through regular exposure that i sort of you know just became used to seeing big wave or bigger waves and and then you know eventually thought i'll have a go at that right yeah so it's like getting yourself trained mentally really yeah to, to get used to it and what, so what are the challenges of surfing a wave like that because I think that's what most people probably of my level of surfing are interested in you know like when you because it just seems so beyond what you know like what we could surf or like even beyond the realms of possibility like you'd even sort of want to surf it you know so what what how do you yeah I guess that's the question what, what are the challenges like how do you how do you kind of get your head around it um it's it's way more of a i guess it's way more of like a mental kind of battle i suppose um, yeah i mean it's a massive part of surfing anyway obviously you know yeah yeah because it's I, like the way i think about it is 
you know, it's not. It, uh, maybe I'll offend someone, but I don't think you you need a, a, a massive amount of skill. You know, you just you just really need to be confident in your your ability and and your kind of preparation and you know your ability to hold your breath and all these kind of things. But essentially, like it's you. you at least, yeah. In the ways I've surfed, the bigger ways I've surfed, you're, you're paddling into it, you're standing up, and you're kind of going straight until you get hopefully to the end. So, right, you're not really trying to. There's a, there's obviously loads of technicalities in that, but you're yeah. not, you know, you're not trying to surf in a performance sense. Sure. So, okay. Um, so what 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 would you class as a technicality of that then? Well, like at, I, at a place like Mulligmore, there's there's like steps and boils and yeah that jump out at you so the specifics of that wave like the yeah. specific dangers that you need to get your head around and yeah yeah and that's where the i guess the performance aspect of it would come in because you're trying to yeah. not hurt you, you know what i mean like off, using yeah. those using your skills to kind of like not, yeah. not get hurt really yeah yeah but then yeah i guess in in my experience like the majority of of trying to surf that wave is is mental and just trying to wrap my head around right you know the the fear factor and right so are you scared still scared every time then or does that go does that get easier um like not every time it just depends on the day sometimes some days i I feel totally comfortable and it might be way bigger than the day before and the day before i was or the day after i'm terrified and right really know why so yeah you should do Um, jack it up yeah give me the mic thanks it's definitely a bit chilly. <laughs> I can see you like, like oh. I'm Yeah, you'd be too, you'd be too cold. Yeah. Um, and do you can you like read? Can you prepare yourself in a certain way that means you're going to be less scared? Do you know what I mean? Or is it just like how you're feeling? Um, oh well, for sure you can. I guess you can train physically and and that. That'll, you know, give you more confidence in your. I mean, because the main fear is that you, you're going to drown. Like, sure, I'm, I'm sure that's. Well, it's you quite know, a primal fear. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. quite a big one. Yeah. So, so if you, you know, and realistically, it's. I don't know. Yeah, realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But no. if, if you if you put yourself in that position, you're, you're confident enough in your ability for that. You know, yeah, not to but happen, even but you can. Even, yeah. Even today, though, like you know, when we were catching up with Owen and kind of like oh how's everyone doing and you know even in that short conversation it was like oh yeah you know shambles breaking his femur at riley's and then like oh mitch broke his back at aileen's and yeah yeah it's quite a quite a punchy roll call of of (laughs) of incidents over the years with these waves i mean you know i mean that that's probably the more real realistic outcome is that you're going to have some kind of physical um yeah damage come come about but um yeah but the actual fear of you know being held underwater and drowning is is maybe not as um kind of warranted as yeah as as like potentially breaking some part of your body so yeah and being in a real super treacherous situation because you yeah. you know it's not like once you get hurt it's like it's like easy to get out yeah it's like you just go to the beach really. yeah <laughs> <laughs> thankfully like there's yeah i mean at least here in Ireland, there's there's a there's a crew of really safety-minded guys, and they're kind of they're always there looking out for everyone, and they're they're really great in that respect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, when you normally when you surf in ordinary waves, that's the thing, isn't it? You like again at my level, it's like what well, you like, you know, what you're worried about really. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's like 
it's not gonna it doesn't hurt if you if you fall off or like if you get a bit of a drilling or whatever yeah. you're not gonna drown you know like we were all surfing like e-skis or whatever and it's like it's just fun isn't it it's not like you're gonna it's but when but yeah. when you add that in when you add that like oh actually you know you could you could hurt yourself you could potentially drown and that is like obviously such another level of seriousness to, to get over yeah before you can before you can do it it's just yeah and I, I yeah i guess it's just that internal kind of that in, internal battle which is in a way it's kind of exciting that's kind of what what attracts me to it is that you know it's um that's where you get out of it then so that's the appeal it's a almost. little bit of yeah it's a little bit that it's i mean it's a, you know cliched like adrenaline rush and all of that but yeah. it's also that um that kind of internal battle that you, if you know you're prepared enough then then there's no reason why you shouldn't do it but yeah there's obviously still a fear there that you kind of have to yeah manage your control and do you enjoy the kind of humbling aspects of it as well because because you know like that's the other thing about surfing when whatever level you are and if you if you do overcommit or like you know like i guess what i mean is it, it it'll punish you no matter how good you are you know like there's yeah, always good good ego check yeah, sure. yeah there's always gonna be a day there's always gonna be a situation where you're gonna you're gonna be humbled you're gonna you're gonna come out and and like be like jesus well that happened yeah you know. that was embarrassing yeah exactly <laughs> i mean yeah. you know that's the same for everyone isn't it so is yeah. that is that something that you part of the process that you that you kind of enjoy you know what i mean because I, I kind of enjoy that in some ways because like you can you gotta you, you gotta take stock you gotta come you know you gotta look yeah. at it and, and think okay well how can i it's a good yeah it's a good way to it's definitely a good way to like check yourself and you know if you, if it has to be in the water then yeah it's, it's as good a place as anywhere yeah um yeah yeah for sure yeah and you so obviously you've been doing a lot of filming before you got hurt and you you've got um a project that you worked on last winter right yeah yeah so um i mean i was a kind of a small part of it but uh but it was my friend andrew carnita's film and it's kind of his personal passion project yeah um, he's pretty much been working on it for like close to a year at least right um, just in ireland uh the the majority of the yeah the footage is in ireland yeah right um, parts of it parts of it are shot elsewhere but um but yeah the majority of it is shot here yeah right okay and that's going to be premiered at the london film festival it is yeah yeah and you're gonna head over for that yeah yeah right so yeah it's it's kind of exciting it's cool to see see something kind of at the end of you know as a finished product so yeah did you did you work on that as well as surfing it or um yeah yeah so what were you doing uh, as in, was I surfing in it? No, or? I mean, did you did you help with the sort of the, the behind the you know the, the other stuff, or was it just the surfing that you were doing? I, I've, I mean, I just try and try and offer my support from the sideline to to uh, to Andrew, so just helping him out with little bits and pieces. But yeah, mostly surfing and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, he hasn't showed me the full thing yet, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's a fairly kind of abstract. It's not, you know, it's it's shot here in Ireland, I guess. But it's not. Ireland isn't the hook, I suppose. It's kind of it's quite an abstract look at look at um, our disconnection with nature and. Really? Um, okay. So there's a theme to it. There is. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Is that something sure. that you're interested in? Because I guess when you live in this part of the world, it must be something that's quite close to the the forefront, really. Yeah. It's not. 
it's quite, yeah it, it is quite nice being sort of out on the edges at times yeah. it, at times it isn't but um but yeah that's kind of i guess the theme of the film is that it's um yeah it's just looking at, at like how you know technology is kind of taking over and right how we're kind of becoming more and more blind to what's going on around us and yeah, yeah so um but again i'm kind of paraphrasing andrew's words a little bit yeah sure it's something that i i'm interested in yeah like but it, it is his kind of his, his thing so yeah, yeah yeah well i'll put a link up to it because yeah. um by the time this comes out i'm sure people will be able to to check it out hopefully yeah yeah so is that part of the appeal about living in this this part of the world like the fact that you are like you said on on the on the edge on the fringes you know it definitely feels quite removed which is which is one of the big appealing parts of it isn't it yeah it's nice it's um yeah you definitely feel like you're a little bit removed from the rat race and yeah um yeah i yeah i definitely like kind of yeah it's it's at times it can be a bit of a you know if you feel like you're in a bit of a, a bubble but i'm sure it's the same anywhere yeah i'm um, being in the city or you know but it's it definitely like it feels like you're a little bit removed from the the kind of um social not restrictions but like the what's been mapped out and you're, you're kind of i guess the what, day-to-day the, path that most yeah, people what's take told, what's what you're told is successful and yeah that kind of thing so yeah well, it's one of the really nice parts about coming here. everyone's got like really you know there's loads of creative people around here there's those people just kind of like carving out little paths for themselves aren't they you yeah know? yeah and everyone's everyone's really humble and like super content with 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 what they have and, and yeah yeah so it, it it's quite it's quite a nice environment to be in yeah yeah so do you reckon you kind of settled there do you reckon this is like where you might end up i'd like to think so but um tara you might have <laughs> something else to say but yeah but yeah, I'd say we'll we'll probably go back to Australia at some point for a, for a while. And yeah, I mean I've I've lived here and she's never really we've been there on holidays, but she's never had the opportunity to kind of actually feel like she's living there. So right. So we'll probably go back to Australia at some point just so that you know it's kind of one of the 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 joys and the the disadvantages of being in a you know a relationship with someone from another country. But yeah, um, you know, ne- never easy to crack that one. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we'll we'll go back over there maybe for a bit and then um, make a decision from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's planned for the rest of the day? You're gonna take the mat out. I mean, you know, it's pretty on chore. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it actually get out the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were looking at this Probably. last night and it's on high tide and it's a bit like, just can't be fought with that paddle really. Looks like a lot of hard work. But yeah. Might give it a go, yeah. I've got a pile of wood at home that needs to be stacked and <laughs> you got washing kitchens to clean. <laughs> I've got yeah. kitchens to clean and um but yeah, we'll see, hopefully it'll be nice to get in the water for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cheers, Noah. It's been good, man. Well I'm gonna catch you in, in London in, in a couple of weeks anyway, right? Yeah, it'd be great. Yep. Yeah, awesome sure. man. Well thanks for doing it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. So there you go, really enjoyed that one, hope you did too. I'm sure you will agree that Noah Lane pretty much redefines the word humble. Like I say, if you you enjoyed the chat and want to find out more about Noah, check out Beyond the Noise and also do check out Backwash. That is a real independent media labour of love put together by a lot of talented, selfless individuals connected with the wider UK surf scene. It's always great, it's always from the heart and uh, yeah, they could do with your support, so check it out. Right, normal service is back next week, as I hinted. 
during my shambles episode. I'm going to try and bang out my uh, um, backlog a little bit more frequently over the coming few weeks. I'm also interviewing none other than the great Rob Mercado this coming Friday at the London Surf Film Festival, so keep an eye out for that one. Big thanks for listening to this. If you want to support what I do, you can leave me a review on iTunes. You can share this on social media. You can buy some merch from my Looking Sideways shop, or you can simply open your mouth and use some words to tell a neighbour or a mate. I believe that is the most valuable form of marketing after all. All right, catch you next time. See you from me and Peg. Nice one. (laughs) 